It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Hello listeners, this is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast yeah, we are here. <laughs> that was a curious <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, I've I had to fall back from the from the yeah. I, I don't really like it. To be honest with you, it just feels like I'm summoning fake enthusiasm. So, so I was cool. like, you know what? Yeah, man. I'm trying to try something different. We'll see. We'll see. So that's that. Yeah. That's this week's intro. <laughs> Hello, listeners. You went with the public access television news program Sunday afternoon. You know? Yeah, it's a conversation. Hello, people of New York City. Right, right, exactly. Mm -hmm, And and Ali Muhammad. And here we're going to talk about the issues and the people who are in the conversation this week. Um, Damien, kick it off for us. Well, Ali, we're going to speak on a myriad of topics, uh, some that are, you know, banal in nature and some that are just a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, intimately focused. But uh, with that said, yeah, yeah. With that said, uh, Mr. Muhammad, how was your Mother's Day weekend? Well, my weekend was a Muhammad holiday. So it was a Mother's Day. It was birthdays. It was all of these things, you know. Um, Mother's Day was great. Um, you know, um, my wife got flowers and food and and trinkets and things. Um, but, you know, we also had two birthdays, you know, the very next day. So we had to spread it out. Mm. Yeah, so it was good, you know, man. Um, my son turned 21. My oldest, which is wow. which is a, a mind fuck in itself. So you know, <laughs> you know, it's it's just ironic that they the birthdays fall right with Mother's Day because you know, for that being my wife's first our first child, he's like right. full grown and shit. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like I remember when he came, he was a preemie. Couldn't oh wow yeah. You know, my wife had um, uh, the the preeclampsia that that went on into eclampsia, which they had to go. Ahead. What, go ahead. What exactly is that? I've heard about it, but explain that to me and some of the other people that don't know exactly what that is. Well, I'm no medical expert, but um, preeclampsia is uh, uh, something that happens when you're pregnant. And your blood pressure rises very sharply and unexpectedly, I guess. Uh, there's some okay. some swelling that goes along that the slight signs like, you know, people always say like, you know, you know, pregnant women feet swell and stuff like that. But that's actually one of the signs that you could develop preeclampsia. Um, and <clears throat> full blown eclampsia is, you know. When I guess everything goes wild, and then you know they had these seizures and shit, which was oh wow, which was a wild experience for you know first time parents and shit. You know, 
So you go in for one thing thinking you got just back pains and then you all of a sudden you are in this emergency scenario. And so they had to, um, um, what do they call that? When they make the baby come out. Um, whatever. Uh, induce yeah, labor? Yeah, they had to induce the labor. So, um, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't come up with that term. They had to induce <laughs> the labor. And, and the only way to cure it is to get the baby out. So they got the baby out. He was probably like five, six weeks early. Um, not too bad. He had to stay in the little incubator for like four days. And then, shit, okay. he was out. Mm. So that baby yeah. has turned what? 21. <laughs> wow. But look at that. The crazy shit, though, is when all that shit was going on, you know, the, 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 you know, we had like a, the doctors, they weren't being too friendly about the shit. They was just whatever, blase. It was kind of rough. Rough around the edges, and then um, the the her personal doctor, who her, her personal OB, he finally got to the hospital, and he was like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" And then he heard what happened, and then um, he was he went and got his book, like his medical book, and he was like mm-hmm. walking through the hall, like in a fast pace, flipping through the pages of this book. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Is going on Like Uh-oh. nigga You supposed to know What's happening Like nigga what? I could have went And got a book God damn it Shit Yeah <laughs> Yeah to get the manual Yeah so yeah. They didn't really know What was going on You know what I'm saying So he went and got the book right. and Flipping through the book And shit I'm like He nervous I'm nervous I'm like Ah this mm. is some bullshit <laughs> But everything Came out cool Everything Yeah <laughs> 21 years ago Yeah 20 wow. 21 You know So That's Did, That's a whole That's when you gotta start Doing your own soul search Like yeah Damn 21 Shit The fuck I've been doing For 21 yeah. years <laughs> That's when you start Looking in the mirror Like then I am I Was I a good father <laughs> <laughs> That type shit <laughs> Right, right, right. Did I do all? Well, did you ask? Did I do all that I could? No, this is not something you ask them. It's something you ask right, yourself. Right. Try to check in with yourself. Did I do everything that I that in my power that I could do at the time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like shit. That part, that stage, your job is not done, but that raising stage is is wrapping up. Right, you know, right, right. So, you know, yeah. Well, got his own, Twins. his own old lady, and shit. <laughs> wow, wow. Adult, yeah, grown, full on, grown, yeah. Grown. With a, with, with a lady and a dog, yeah. And a that's dog. what's up. <laughs> mm. Wow, that's cool though to have your Mother's Day in line with your children's birthdays, because then it's it's true reflection. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like, yeah, I yeah, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is this is proof. I did this. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's that's dope uh, timing. Did you <laughs> use the same? Did you use the same doctor for all three of your children, or was did you get rid of instruction book manual? Nah, or did nah, you, nah. Did he you? he he rolled out all the way through, and then he retired. Okay, good. Yeah, he rolled out. It was the same doctor, the same hospital. It was like the okay. same nursing staff every time and shit. That's what's up. That's what's yeah, up. That's so, cool. so that was cool. Now that hospital don't exist no more. 
damn. <laughs> Doctors gone, hospitals yeah, gone. Like we, we, the kids are the only monument right. to what happened. <laughs> <laughs> we shut it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We shut that bitch down. What they say? We broke the mold. Yeah. We broke the whole we broke the hospital. The hospital is gone. I think yeah, the, the hospital, site I think is the hospital was broke. That's why. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Shit. That'll do it. What hospital was that? It was uh St. Vincent's. Uh, okay. R.I.P. St. Vincent's. But uh so so okay, so twenty one. What you do for for the for the twenty first year? It, it what was, you it was all regular. It was all regular. You know, same regular celebration. It wasn't nothing extra because it wasn't nothing extra okay. to do nothing extra. You know what I'm saying? So we had mm. to keep it real. You know, real standard. You know what I mean? Got gifts. Got you know. Got cake. Celebrated. We okay. ate good, and you know, and we we took it from there. And then you know my my you know the twenty one he had his own plans. To okay. do it, you know right. what I'm saying? So they, you know, he he was just stopping through, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right, for, right. for our celebration. Um, but paying his respects, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, man, you know, since since I did grow, since I do still, you know, use the electricity in this bitch, I'll stop through. <laughs> I mean, you're watching the dog. I might as well fall yeah, through. Might as well yeah. come through, walk my dog one last time for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but it was it was so cool. It was cool. It wasn't nothing uh, extra, nothing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But it was a celebration. So the celebration was it. You know what I'm saying? More than what actually was nothing exciting to report. So this is officially the 21st Muhammad holiday. Yeah, I mean officially, uh-huh. I I didn't know it was a Muhammad holiday until. Uh, probably like 2003, I suppose. So, okay. Yeah, so maybe this might be the 18th Muhammad holiday. I didn't know all of that lined up like that until that's still a good run. Yeah, and until until you know the two ways came out, and you know I flipped the calendar back to 99 to see what day that was. That was the first Friday in May of 1999. Which was the seventh, which that you know, I got my big break on that day, and then well, I got, I got a a a a, a break up that day, and then that Monday, the tenth, I got a big break. So that's the only reason right. I knew all of it lined up. I didn't know that my big break came on the tenth until shit. My second son was on the way, and then he ended up coming out on the tenth. Right, wow, back to back. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah, so that's 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 consistency. <laughs> that's <is, laughs> that's real tough. Uh, now, does the, the does the rest of the Muhammad celebrate the Muhammad holiday? Are they they in on it? Right, they I know mean, it's the Muhammad holiday. Have you presented it? Who to like to, saying, to the to the kids? What? To the everybody, to the whole, all the whole Muhammads. Does everybody know to celebrate? Like, now, do they do you recognize mean the whole it as like the extended? My pops and no, 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 the nuclear yeah, family. Yeah, everybody, everybody yeah, in the everybody house. Everybody in on it except okay. for, for Molly. She's April, but she she know what it is. And then okay. and then you know my dad, my dad and all them in on it too because he got a, his my my brother Jamil's birthday May tenth too. 
Oh wow! Yeah, so you should play that number. Yeah, yeah. Jamil was yeah. the first May tenfer two years before Amir. Mm. And then wow. and then um, Amir came May tenth. Then Ace came May tenth. Then my wife got a cousin. She just, he she had a baby a few years ago on May tenth. So it all rocks. Damn, that is something. Yeah, something there. That is something there. Anyway, so that sounds cool. So that was, you had a good time. Yeah, you had yeah, a good it was, Muhammad a, it was a good time. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's here. Everybody's smiling. Yeah. Everybody got some things. You know what I'm saying? And shit, my oldest is about to take his first grown, grown man trip where he's paying for it himself. Going to okay. Los Angeles to celebrate his part of his birthday. So. Okay. That's big. Yeah. First time out there? He's, nah, he's been out there with, with me, but he's never been out on his own since he's been okay. you know, of any type right. of age to really, you know, yeah. <laughs> do, do his own Live thing. Life. Yeah. So that should be interesting for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's got to be a moment, man. I know you said, you know, you had to take it to inventory, how you felt as a parent. I'm sure yeah. both you and your wife had a moment. Um, 21, you got one out. I mean, one through the, out the door. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously. One, one obviously, foot out the door. One halfway in, one, halfway yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, you know, on on paper, on paper, I would say right. that's, a, that's a, a technical finish line. Obviously, right. you're still in there. But you know, uh, that's that's a that's an accomplishment. Yep. So yeah, two more to go. Yes, sir. Two more to yes, go. Sir. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, getting it. Yeah. That's that shit. Black fathers. Yeah. yeah. Black fathering Black father. out here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I went to see my grandmother on uh, Mother's Day. Oh, so that's that was good. Cool. We just kicked it. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was chill. We was chilling, kicking it. You know. Hanging out a little bit, asking her, you know, talking to her, having little conversations or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty light, you know what I mean? Um, she rested a lot of the time, but, you know, it was just good to to be with her. And then uh, beyond that, that was really it. I went, I stopped past this little uh, pizza shop in Williamsburg, L Industry. It's a it's banging pizza shop. Mm-hmm. It's just fire. So I um got two slices from there. And that was good, and uh, that was it. Honestly, that was that was my. I mean, you know, that was my yeah, my holiday. Hey, shit, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you covered all the bases. <laughs> I did. You know, I got something to eat. Seen the people. You know what I mean. I seen my sister. She came past with grandmothers, so I seen her too. You know, I got some flowers for both of them. So that was that, mm. and. Um, yeah, man, I was dead tired, man. I gotta, I gotta really buckle down and be an adult and give myself a bedtime, like a consistent <laughs> bedtime. Man. Yeah, cause this, I'm not really sleeping. I don't know what's going on. I'm not really sleeping like that. Like it's real inconsistent, but it's catching up with me. Like mm. I really feel like I'm burning the candle at both sides and the thing is i'm not really doing much except just trying to stay up as long as i can and then it's not a whole lot to stay up for you know like uh you know it's not a whole lot of outside activity 
you know, that's pretty limited. So it's a lot of just, you know, I'm watching a lot of TV. I'm in front of quite a few different screens, mm. um, doing some writing and some reading and all of that. And, uh, you know, I got to realize, like, there is not much that's appointment-based, right. you know, and anything that is really, uh, everything can be scheduled. You know, there's no real appointment-based viewing, you know, not really. Like, and if there is, it's all available the next day on streaming, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, that's not a thing. And um, and I just think that it would help just to, to uh, program my day better, right. you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to do that because I'm definitely feeling, feeling tired, mm. you know, and uh, I don't like that. Um, what else? I got a question. This is random, but uh, two random questions. Let's some random <laughs> two shit. random questions. You, yeah, these are just nothing to do with nothing, but I know you said you celebrated the holiday, you had some cake and all of that. And then I was just thinking, because actually I was in your hood uh, a couple weeks ago. I went past this spot. You ever been over by um, this place called Doc's Cake Shop? Yeah. You ever seen that? Doc, you ever been there on Bainbridge? Doc D's, yeah. Yeah, Doc D's, right. So I, um, they got a good red velvet and they got a good banana pudding. My mm. question is, what do you like more, red velvet or banana pudding? Mm. Well... There's only a few banana puddings that I like. My cousin Shannon makes a hell of a banana pudding, and I fucks with it. And my mom made a hell of a banana pudding when she made it. Um, mm -hmm. Most banana puddings come out too sweet. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like sweet desserts like peach cobbler, any type of cobbler, and, like, apple pie and, and shit like that. A lot of that shit always be too sweet. Um... There's, you know, some people make apple pies where it's not as sweet. I fucks with those. You know what I'm saying? I fucks with the the banana puddings that's not as sweet. So I would go with red velvet because you know that's more consistent in in its um in its making than mm. than how people make people make that banana pudding a lot of different kind of ways. So mm. I, I I'll select red velvet. Got you. Any particular spot for Red Velvet that's, you know what I mean, up there with uh, Shannon's banana pudding or your mother's banana pudding? Um, I never bought a banana pudding that I that I fuck with like that. Um, okay. Doc D's, I fuck with Doc D's. Uh, I'm not even sure. Is Make My Cake still around? They used to, but they used to have a. They had a. Their whole lineup was cool because it was all butter based, and I'm a butterhead. <laughs> so if I'm gonna go yeah, they still around. and indulge in some some sweetness, which I rarely do, I like that. You know, I like that that made my cake had that that butter taste to it. Um, mm -hmm. But I fuck with Doc D's. That's I go to. That's you know, it's right around the corner. It's like it. walking distance. I they would have served up the the holiday treats for this weekend, but you know they're not open on Monday, which was the holiday. So. I went and right, picked something right, up right. from somewhere else. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go red velvet over banana pudding. Uh, I think for the 
for the reason that banana pudding is not as consistent across the board as red velvet. Right. It is a lot of different variations. I do like the magnolia banana pudding. That's fire. Mm-hmm. And then I think my mother actually made a pretty good banana pudding, like with the whole Nilla wafers and things. Mm-hmm. The Doc D's banana pudding is pretty good. I enjoyed it. I don't eat that as often as a red velvet because banana pudding is very heavy too. Mm-hmm. Like it's in, it's, you you really know, like you going in, right. like you indulge it. Sometimes, you know, uh, as far as red velvet cake goes, um, Cake Man Raven used to have the illest red velvet cake. Yeah, I saw you had and, a little uh, special going on out there slinging slices for the Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, he, he's kind of, he's been a little, I mean, I don't want to say he's hard to track down, but he, it is a little harder to track down than before. I don't know, unless I'm not plugged in. Yeah, in Harlem. I remember now. way back in, yeah, but he's not like at an outpost. Like, you got to call him. And last time I dealt with him in Harlem, you got to call him and meet him, like meet him on the corner like you're buying an eighth. You know what I mean? Like you got to go to meet this man. Like you're on the dead end, on the corner, picked up the thing. It was a it was a real hand-to-hand. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like it used to be. I remember back in the day, he used to have a spot on Fulton. Then he had the spot way up Atlantic. And then he moved. You know, then he was low. Like, you didn't hear from him for a while. Then he kind of popped up in Harlem. And, like, I don't know if he's got a brick-and-mortar spot. If he does, let us know. I know this is very New York-centric. But um, if it's Red Velvet, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, Cake Man Raven. Uh, they, they, it's just a different type of level. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not a connoisseur of desserts like that. So yeah. I'm not a fair yeah. judge of... of, um, of Confectionary, uh, you know, things. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. I think that peaked for me in this uh, this pandemic. <laughs> I think that's definitely, definitely something that I started to, to deal with. Well, I always like Cake Man Raven, though. That was just a thing. But um, so the other thing, the other off branch is another uh, random question. Rank your top three liquors, not by brand. But by actual liquor. Top three liquors? Mm-hmm. Um, shit. Jameson, Tito's, and beer, nigga. <laughs> I, but, now, I ain't, you didn't even have to do... You didn't even... There it is. That's fair enough. But you didn't even have to do... Um, Brands. But uh, all right, I got you. Oh, so oh, whiskey, oh, vodka, oh, yeah. and beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... I just, I fuck if I'm a fuck with vodka, I'm a fuck with the Tito's. Got Tito's it. is a happy what? is a happy um vodka. Um at least that's uh-huh. that's the result. So when I I never had I had never had it till a couple years ago. And then uh so right. like, shit, you know what I'm saying, you get some of this Tito's, I'm like, um I you know. You know, <laughs> right. it's smooth, you don't really, you know what I'm saying? You really got much of a, a taste or a kick like that. And man, shit. That shit snuck up. Got got it got spot. right to it. <laughs> it was out that bitch like Richard Pryor telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I was I, I enjoyed the Tito's. Um like I, I drink a whiskey. You know what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm not a. I don't drink a lot of liquor. So like hard liquor like that. So 
if I'm in a if I'm in a occasion where I ha- where it's, you know that's what it is like you know you don't want to come to the grown folks party and then you know saying have a kitty drink so I go with a whiskey if I'm at the grown folks scenario um, right you know Jameson is pretty smooth uh, I fucks with a Macallan twelve um, but I don't know a lot about them to really get down to the nitty gritty and why. Um, it's just mm. it's some shit that I've seen other grown folks drink. Um, <laughs> but if I had to, you know what I'm saying, my choice of alcoholic beverage just on a regular, I'm going to fuck with, you know what I'm saying, uh, a craft beer, you know what I'm saying, fuck with some type of IPA, some type of, you know what I mean, um, different, you know what I'm saying, craft beers from small batches and shit like that, independent breweries and shit like that. That's that's fun tasting you know the different kinds of, of beers and how people make the shits, so that's cool. You know, what I'm saying it's light, it don't hit you hit, hit me too hard. You know, what I'm saying you can have a couple of them shits and be cool like that never happened and shit. Wake up and keep it moving. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying <laughs> it's like right. But um, since I've been you know I've been fasting, I ain't been drinking shit. So right, I've been feeling good off of not off of all of it, but. Why you right, why you right. ask these questions? Man, they just random questions. These are things that I just been, you know, uh they random. They really <laughs> they really are random. And it's really just I guess I've just been going through you know these last few days. Uh as of Sunday, so Sunday yeah, so after I went and got the couple slices of pizza, but I've been trying to hunt down this particular tequila, right? So if I was to do my top three, it would go whiskey, vodka, tequila, mm-hmm. right? And and only say tequila because I didn't I didn't put beer or wine in it. I was just going hard liquor. If I had to rank hard liquor, that's where I would go. Mm-hmm. I would probably put beer above tequila just because I deal with beer more than I deal with tequila, and I'd probably put red wine above maybe even tequila too because out of the wines, I'd probably go red before I go white. Even though I'll do some white every so often, mm-hmm. um, but I was trying to find this um, this tequila. I think it's called La Gratana, which is uh, I forgot how I got on to it, but basically, it's a uh, it's a Mexican tequila that is made by women. Mm-hmm. Like it's all women that put the thing together. It's, uh, you know, it's out of Mexico. It's kind of big on the West Coast. It's a few places here in New York. And I liked how the bottle looked. Like, they use old Coca-Cola bottles. Like, they recycle old Coca-Cola bottles and shape them. Like, these like these little green bottles that look like, you know, like the little apothecary bottles. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like the little... So, I was like, oh, that looked kind of cool. And, um... I had a taste for some tequila. I'm not even the biggest tequila head like that, but um, you know, it been uh, like it was a few weeks ago going by, and I was just like, you know what? I, I'm curious. I, I'm curious. You know, I wanna I wanna make a margarita. I actually started <laughs> thinking about uh, shout out to uh, Paul Mastronardi. Mm-hmm. If you remember yeah. back in the day when we was at the Vibrahams, it would be a moment when he would make these little margaritas. Like the mm-hmm. whole office would get crazy. And it was just interesting, like how that was his thing. You know, certain people become known for something. They'd be like, uh oh, 
Paul making them margaritas, you know, and uh, it became his thing. And I was kind of like, yo, how do you make a margarita? I never really, you know, I never really made it. It was just one of those things that you either order or you just on the other side of it. I, that was something I never made before. But I was like, you know, I was talking about the tequila conversation came because a couple friends of mine on the group chat, a friend of mine was looking for a, a tequila to get somebody as a gift. Mm-hmm. So then it became a whole tequila off in the group chat. Everybody talking about, nah, you got to get Casa Azul or you got to get, uh, you know, you know, nah, 1942 fell off. You don't want to get that. You should get this and <laughs> da, 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 da. And, nah, you know, you know, it, yeah, it's, maybe, it's before, a lot. Before you move on, how does one, how does a liquor play out? I don't, you know, I guess it's just like anything else. It's just like, oh, you know, uh, things become fashionable and then they not. Right. You know, it's just it's just one of those things. Something else gets hot. Right. You know, like we've seen it plenty of times. Like if I think about, if I think about it, it's funny that you were saying that your son turned 21. And, you know, last week or maybe the week before last, I was talking about, you know, reminiscing about uh, Black Rob and uh, Joe Hooker you know, having records around my, when I first became legal drinking age. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, obviously I was drinking, unfortunately I was drinking before I was legal drinking age, but you know, a lot of, you know how you said, uh, you know, that's, I just seen some adults do that. Right. You know, there's that, there's that context that is also what you hear about in songs. I remember drinking E&J cause Mob Deep rapped about E&J. I remember wanting to try gin and juice because Snoop had talked about gin and juice. You know, like right. it was just one of those things, right? So uh, if I was to think about it, I remember when Heineken was the shit. You know, I remember when, um, you know, it but, goes on and on and on. Yeah. Hennessy, whatever, whatever, and things kind of play out, right? right? But but I, Go ahead, I, I wouldn't even like, even though, I, you know, Heineken is not as in my world as it once used to be, I wouldn't, I would never consider Heineken as played out, you know? Is it? It's not, play, none of this is rarely ever, well, some of it becomes, if it gets become super hot, like, right. I think there are certain, there become certain uh, liquors, right? Mm-hmm. Because liquors start to become a proxy for wealth, right? So there's certain <laughs> things like, you know, like, yeah, some people, you know, like they got them them gold bottles. They got that ace. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a statement. You know, you pop in 1942, that's a statement. There's certain things that become a statement and it, it's it's in the it's in the, it's amongst the the black community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's amongst the clubs. This becomes if we talking about club heat. You know what I mean? Like when they coming through with the sparklers and the da 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 da, is certain things that are of these moments. You know, there mm-hmm. was a moment when hypnotic was a thing, and it's not anymore. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things that are just forever standards. Hennessy's a standard. Heineken's a standard. You know, um, you know, whatever, whatever. Some people you might, I don't know. I mean. I don't know if there's there's what you go to too. That's mm-hmm. the thing when you become a a discerning drinker, you know what I mean, or alcoholic. You become a <laughs> discerning person. You have your go tos. You have your things that you point to. Right. Right. And um, so, uh, like you know, like Jameson might be one of the the whiskeys I would go to, or 
Michters or you know what I mean? Certain mm-hmm. certain things that I might I might point to because I just I know about that. I'm I'm used to that, right? Not even that I drink a whole lot, but if I'm gonna have a drink, then this is what I'll I'll go to typically. That's my my you know, you got your go-tos. Mm-hmm. And uh so the tequila thing kind of made me realize. One, I don't really drink a whole lot of tequila because oftentimes when I smell tequila, it smells like a bad decision. You know what I'm saying? Always. Like, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh-oh. Tequila and rum for oh similar God. reasons. Yes. Yeah, rum rum is like irresponsible drinking. Like, you're <laughs> doing too much. Either it's jungle juice or booze cruise, but it's always a lot of sugar involved and just... Mm. It's doing it's doing too much. It's a crazy hangover. Even as a youth, it's a, it's a problem, you know. Like, cause you know when you're young, the hangover you resilient. The hangover is like a you know it's a punchline. You're like, ha ha, I got a headache. Now when you get older, that hangover that ooh, that that can sit you down. That can put you fucking up, fucking up yeah. your revenue for the day. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> for for maybe two days. It could do. It could be a cautionary tale. But, um, you know, what I had noticed was uh, beyond the margarita, I had noticed as, as I've gotten older that tequila is not only for shots and just turning up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, back in the day, like Patron was one of those wow. moments. You know, like we did a few Patron shots. Next thing you know, psh, so, I was earling or next thing you know, I forgot. Whatever, whatever. So right? what is the tequila for? They're, they're sipping tequilas now. There's certain tequilas that just, they taste good. They just, it's like any other liquor. All of this liquor is poison, if we're going to be, be honest about it. It's just, if no, we're going to be real. No, I just wanted to hear the flip side of, of tequila. So tequila can be, if you, some people do a little tequila and soda. Mm-hmm. You know, some people do, you know what I mean? Some people just do like a tequila straight and they just sip it. And they just, that's their flavor. That's their little vibe. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really have a a, a tequila vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, again, I, it revealed when I was in that group text, I really had no horse in the in the, in the race. Mm-hmm. People were saying this brand, this brand. I've been around all of them brands. And, you know, again, a lot of those are kind of for show. You know what I mean? Like the Casa Azul mm-hmm. has a bell on the top. Right. That don't have nothing to do with the taste, but it makes it fun, right? Mm-hmm. So... That's, and that's the one, the co- tall bottle with the white and blue. That's yeah, the one look like a hookah. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah. So that's that's a thing. So, um, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, this one is smooth, and this one is like, I don't know. You know, it right. all tastes like tequila to me more often than not. Right. But I was struck by because this is what gets me, and this is if we're talking about alcohol, what has got because I you know what is, um. What has appealed to me about alcohol as of late, and I'm being honest, I don't really, I'm trying not, you know, I don't really go too crazy with it, but you know, since I haven't smoked weed in nine months, you know, there's there's that. You look to another vice sometimes, you know, <laughs> they call that the cross addiction. You don't want that. So, but anyway, you're in the house, so you might have a drink, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, we watching the, you watching the verses, you might want to have a drink or whatever. I'll go back to the, um, you know, I realize that I'm super susceptible to marketing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I realize that when I, I look at, I look at these 
the latest Ciroc bottle in flavor. You know, mm-hmm. like, which is basically like, as I always say, those are just, you know, adult quarter waters. But there's always a new flavor and a new color bottle that comes out. So when the white grape came out in the little fly gold looking bottle, I was like, I might have to go see about that. <laughs> you know, see if it's all of that. Because it was it was marketed so crazy. And they caught me. And I went and got it. And it was regular. It wasn't even all of that to me. So that's it. That's sitting in the thing. It's a lot of a lot of a, a lot of what I do is really based on curiosity. So uh, after having that whole tequila thing, I had this this uh I came across the La Cortana and um I heard the little story. I saw the bottle. I was like, well, that's interesting. You know, I want to support uh a woman, you know, uh based tequila company that's kind of cool it feels you know feels grassroots it's not big tequila it's not you know Quavo or some shit like that so I was like yo let me try let me see if I could find it and it was a thing to try to find it like it wasn't really too many places so I finally found the spot downtown when I was coming back from Brooklyn I found the little spot so I copped it and um, I made me a little margarita you know what I mean I had a lime I had some um some Cointro. I had I had a shaker. I've been had a shaker for years because uh I forget some show came on Comedy Central and their <laughs> promo was like a, a actual shaker. I got so I've that had a shaker shit. bottle for a bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so you feel it make you feel you make you feel real when you got your little shaker bottle. You feel like okay, we really doing this. This is a professional. I got that. So knowing I, I wasn't gonna never do shit with it, but it's still up in the man. cabinet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You should crack it, crack it one day. So I went ahead and made me a little shout out to Master Naughty. Made me a little, a uh, little uh, margarita. Had the little kosher salt. Hit the rim with the uh, the lime, and then um, put the 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 glass and the salt. I did the whole shit, the whole shebang. And I just had a cocktail, you know what I'm saying? And you know, <laughs> I mean, I just, I just had a cocktail. I just sat there, James Bond in that bitch. <laughs> right, right. So I'm sitting there, you know, and I, I had the little thing, and it was cool. And I'm good. I'm good for right now. That shit's gonna be there for. It's gonna be there probably for a while. And it was funny because I was very particular about getting the pint rather than the fifth. <laughs> because I don't need all that tequila in the crib. You know what I'm saying? You get these big ass bottles in the crib. Now it's a challenge. And I don't want to do that. I'm not trying to set myself up for failure. So, um, yeah, I was curious about it. And to tell you the super truth, because I think I did take a little, like a little, not a shot, but a little tasted it just straight just to see if it was anything special about it. I couldn't tell you nothing about it. It was tequila. <laughs> At the end of the day, it was tequila. It was it got you where you wanted to go. What was but other than that, I could tell you no distinctive notes. I could say the bottle is nice. You know what, what I mean? What and the bottle pours kind of whack. Oh. Um it's a it's a reposado. Oh, okay. It's a reposado, which, you know, again, I'm saying I don't you so know So what what does that mean? A, what kind of margarita is that? Uh, I don't know Reposado margarita Because there's other margaritas You okay. could do a mezcal Which okay. is I think Like a little bit more smoky well, What color was it? It's clear Oh it's clear, it's clear. So, And I think most Most tequilas They want you to do it With a, a clear margarita If I'm oh, not okay. mistaken Or a mm-hmm. silver margarita I have to believe mm-hmm. You know And I'm sure there's some 
some cats in the listening right now. It's like he don't know what the fuck he talking about. I mean, so if, I, if I'm not, that's we but you know, had to preface this by saying we don't know what the fuck right. we talking about. Right. <laughs> but so that'll be a great that'll be some great content. Yeah, D yeah, lemon yeah, cocktails. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shake them up, shake them up, shake them you know up, shake them. You just fuck yeah. around and make different shit and review them. Mm-hmm. Send, send, Yo, this, you know, send this so man funny. some recipes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Send me some recipes. It's funny that you say that. I was actually because again, susceptible, right? You know, Ciroc came with that summer citrus, right? And mm-hmm. it's a nice ombre bottle. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> that's what they really get you. They get you with the bottle colors, and I'm like, I'm chilling. I'm gonna fall back. You know what I mean? But I was watching some YouTube videos of people reviewing it, and there's this one video. Oh man, I think his name is Dustin D or something like that. He goes from zero to faded in this shit. He might have reviewed about ten different things. And it is it's pretty funny to see. Like he is done. He gets done for. I I'll try to find the um the thing and I might post it somewhere. <laughs> but um anyway, yeah, long story short. These two random questions came from me basically taking an audit of what I did this week. And uh, so, you know, and actually the, the banana pudding red velvet thing, that was from a couple weeks ago. But I thought about actually stopping by because I was, I was driving en route to um, Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. I was passing by where, um, where Docs was. And I was like, let me chill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm trying to, you know, I got to get on some moderation. I got to reach some chill, chill. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't need that just because I'm in the world. Let me chill. And then... Uh, but I was on the hunt for the tequila. So now I was like, these are two little questions. You know, as I was just recounting the whole situation, I was like, yo, what what do you like more? Red velvet or banana pudding? And then if you had to rank, and what I liked about this more so than anything is just, these are just snap rankings mm-hmm. out the blue. You know what I mean? It's, I don't want it to be a whole lot of thought. It's just what off the top of the head. We can we might revisit this in, in further episodes where it's just like, yo, rank your top three, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is just just off the head where it's not no long deliberation or whatever, whatever. It's just what you're feeling in the moment. So that's what that was. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah see, that's, anyway. that's, how, that's how, like, you say it's off the head. No long deliberation, but you've been thinking about the shit for two weeks, and then nah, <laughs> then it's off the, nah, nah, then it's off, off the head. That's how you. That's how your wife gets you when she when she ready to have an argument and shit. Like yeah, so right. I have been thinking. Now what you think right now on the spot? <laughs> We're like God damn, right. but you already have been thinking for two weeks about this <laughs> right, shit. Right, right. Now I got to come up with some profound shit right off the right, top of the dome. <laughs> Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not even really about what you thinking. Right. I need whatever you thinking to coincide what I've been thinking. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's wild. No doubt. Oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, so that's that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is good with you, man? What you been? What's, what's going on on your side? Um, <clears throat> I've been, I was on a deep dive. You know, you had talked once about. How uh, you you start fucking with new artists by like their interviews and shit like that, mm-hmm. and uh, I I never thought of doing that. You know, I, I never thought of going looking up these these new jokers internet. I mean, their uh, interviews and stuff. So, um, 
I I was fucking with uh, the Dumb and Dumber Two album with uh, Key Glock and uh, Young Dolph. You know, Dolph is is my guy, right? So and I, mm-hmm. and I like Key Glock, but I don't know nothing about him. You know what I'm saying? Except for hearing him on the records. But I do my deep dive on him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Watch them as interviews. Watch them the freestyle on on the Westwood show. Um, you know, little short documentary about him in in Memphis. You know, um, and like I never knew much about South Memphis and North. I knew North Memphis from Three Six Mafia. You know what I'm saying? North, North. So I I knew North Memphis. I never. And you hear South Memphis, you hear Dolph mention South Memphis, but I never knew much what was the difference. So, watched some of his shit, you know what I'm saying? Found out his mama went to jail when he was a little bitty old baby, came back, you know what I'm saying? Later, he was grown. She did like 15 years. So, it was interesting <laughs> to get into the backstory of like a, a young rapper when when I'm not in that space like that no more to be you know, reading articles and catching backstories and shit. So it was interesting to go into his story and and you do get a better appreciation for his music because you 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 hear him talking, you hear you know saying, you hear what's on his mind. So, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to point that out to you because you was the one who said that's what you like to do. And I was like, man, I never even think about watching an interview of these <laughs> He's <laughs> cats But um, I actually got a better I already was fucking with him But I got a better appreciation for You know where he stands You know what I'm saying And 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 how he comes off So that was you know I went in on that You know what I'm saying um, And then uh, I realized I think he got a lot of fucking songs To, to be mm. You know what I'm saying Like I think he got a whole bunch of records man And to be new. To be right, new. Right. This nigga got, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got mixtapes and albums. I'm like, damn, this nigga been popping for a minute. But they they put out so much stuff in a year. You know what I'm saying? They just keep putting shit out. And, like, right. now they drop that album. They drop, a, like, a new video every, every week. They put out a new video for the album. So they probably got about six videos for this this new album. Um, so they just out here working and hustling. And I, I like I like that energy. You know what I'm saying, right. and you know a lot of a lot of what what he does is a lot of repetition in what in what he does. You know what I'm saying. So over time, you catch these themes with him. You know what I'm saying. It's like you you after a while you get the joke. You know because he he repeats a lot of things. And um <clears throat> and at one point in my life, I would have been like, ah man, this nigga ran out of lyrics. He just be repeating certain shit, but. What I realize now in this era is like that's what make the shit stick. You know what I'm saying? With the with the uh, with the benefit of age on my side, you know what I'm saying? You get to watch what works and what doesn't work over all of these years. And repetition is one of the things that that helps um something stick, you know? Cause it's like I saw this uh, this debate on Facebook. You know, old head, old head debate, old head Miami debate. Who the best mm-hmm. out of um, ghetto style DJs, Jam Pony Express, right? Now, in my mind, it's not that's not even a fair thing because ghetto style DJs, you know, basically invented bass because that's where Luke Luke is from ghetto style. 
they, you know what I'm saying, bass music was invented under ghetto-style DJs. You know what I mean? Everything that we went to, basically, from my era coming up, was thrown by ghetto-style DJs. They had, you know what I'm saying, the jams in the park. They had Pack Jam Skating Rink. They had Pack Jam Teen Disco. Then they got uh, Strawberries Nightclub. And then they got Luke's on the Beach. That's like everything. They they brought all of the all the rappers that came to Miami usually came through Luke and ghetto-style DJs. So I don't even see how that was a, even a fair, like how y'all even asking this question? You know what I'm saying? But what? Go ahead. Nah, go ahead. What's your question? No, I was gonna say, what is what's the origin of Jam? Um, Jam Pony was it Jam Pony? Jam Pony Are they Express. before or after? Nah, they the same uh, time. But what they did was they they were prolific in mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And they just put out mixtape out of the mixtape. But they they whole thing was jamming on top of the records. You know what I mean? Talking over the records and making a whole new song out of the song that's playing by by what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, uh-huh. And they just had a very disruptive ass style. Like it's loud. It's 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 not it's not safe. It's not polite. It's just very disruptive. Is is raw. It's uh, irreverent. It's loud as fuck. If you just search right. Jam Pony Express in your in your um, Google box, you'll come up with a lot of loud, <laughs> disruptive ass shit that which was is off putting. When you first hear it But What mm. Jam Pony had on their side Was repetition Like Every time they get to a certain record Like when they play like an old school record Like Clear or Body Mechanic Or Dance to the Drummer's Beat They usually jam it The same way You know what I mean They got certain breaks During certain breaks They say certain things Like uh, Like I got mirrors on the ceiling Got mirrors on the wall Got mirrors in the bedroom so I could see it all. Where my dick hard? Jam on that. You know what I'm saying? So they would do that same little chant and, or, mm-hmm. and other ones like it. You know what I'm saying? Over and over and over and over. And you be like, damn, they've been doing that same shit for the last 15 years. But that's what right. sticks. You know what I'm saying? That's what, like, this is 30 years later, I remember those chants. You know what I'm saying? Word for word. Mm-hmm. Like, Ghetto Style had records, but you know what I mean? That will, that'll fall under Too Loud Crew or that'll fall under Poison Clan, JT Money. But Ghetto Style, with all their contributions, they brought us underground radio. They did the first pirate radio station in Miami. So all those contributions, you know what I'm saying? You had nothing to really remember, like no repetition, rep, repetitive thing that you remember. Like you, So it was just... They was just innovating, but you know what I'm saying? That their their credits get lost in the sauce because it wasn't as repetitive and it didn't you didn't have that hook that stuck in people over the years for when they when it's come back to the recall, they could say, nah, ghetto style. You know what I'm saying? So that was that's what was interesting to me when I saw that debate. It was kind of like, this don't even make sense because these guys have so many contributions. Versus these guys, but these guys have a more lasting memory because we remember the things that they said over and over. So when I listen to Key Glock, I can remember the things like his little hooks and and his little positioning and how he presents himself 
to, you know what I'm saying, he presents himself in a way like he was, he's like one of them kids that felt like shit. I was the shit. I always been the shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's a, it's certain people in the hood that that sticks to. Like, you knew when they was a kid, they was a live wire. They, you know what I'm saying? Their mama had them dressed real good. And they were famous as a little bitty ass kid. And they always been famous. And it's certain people like that, you know, that that you come across, you think they came up as a, an adult or came up because of this thing that they're doing in front of the camera or behind the mic. But really, they always been that way. And that's a certain thing. You can't really fake that. You know what I mean? And that's that's something that that Key Glock got on his side. And he 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 runs that path and he sticks to it. So, you know, fucks with Key Glock. Hamburger. <laughs> Remember hamburger? Yeah. Hamburger. <laughs> I yeah. just thought about that. Yeah. You think of the catchphrase? That shit was killing right. back in the days, man. They gonna remember some hamburger. Yeah. Nah, I hear you. That rep- I hear you. That's a yeah. That repetition. That shit. That shit. Be that's your calling card. You yeah. like, oh shit, they go hamburger. Yeah. They just forget about everybody else on the lineup, but they remember hamburger. You know. Yeah. I was it's funny that you having that conversation about DJs and uh I was listening to somebody ask the question, who's uh who would you pick out of Kid Capri and Red Alert? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's similar. Well, not all the way similar. Well, kind of similar. But, um, you know, Red Alert didn't create bass or anything, but Red Alert for right. a lot of people, especially here in New York, but in general, but definitely here in New York, that was like, besides Mr. Magic, like that was the place where you heard hip-hop mm-hmm. consistently. Right. You tuned into Uncle Red, and he was he was the guy. Right. He was where you got all of that shit. Now, with Kid Capri... Kid Capri was the cat with the tapes. He's a hell of a DJ at a party. He was at, you know, Def Comedy Jam. Mm -hmm. It's the Kid Capri, which is, you know, that's his catchphrase. And it's a whole different energy. And they're both greats, you know. Um, And uh, I forget who it was, who was the person they were asking. But they went with... um, they went with Red Alert, you know, mm-hmm. just based on if we had to go the chronological order, like Red Alert is like the father to it all. Right. But they both obviously got great respect for each other. And, they, and I think the person who said, yo, I think Kid Capri would even say Red Alert. Right. But it's just, it's funny because it, it is what resonates. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, what you know, what resonates? What was your experience with these people? Because when I think about Red Alert, I think about being next to the radio taping his 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 shit on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I remember like after a while I realized more often than not he would play the same show for like a month. Mm-hmm. So if you missed it or whatever, you didn't catch that record, you could be like, okay, next Saturday I know it's probably gonna be played exactly the same or whatever, whatever. But you know, it was Red Alert. It was Uncle Red. It was, you mm-hmm. know, you a bum. The bum juice. The yeah, you know, all of that mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> but then with Kid Capri, Kid Capri, I remember being in, I want to say I was in high school. Me and my man D, we went to a taping of Def Comedy Jam downtown on like 44th Street. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was at the Edison. 
44th Street. These were like, you know, Def, I, I remember getting the Def Comedy Jam tickets because I went to Fat Farm maybe a week before and they was giving away tickets or they was like, yo, you call this number, you can get tickets to Def Comedy Jam or taping. So I was like, oh shit, we got tickets. We were the absolute last row in that motherfucker. We was the absolute, before, behind us was the wall. We was in that bitch though. And I remember one, we were standing online to get in, because that's the thing, we ain't know it's a tape, but you probably should get there early. We got there just in time to make it in. But I remember a couple things. One, I remember standing online, and uh, we waiting to get in, and motherfucking Mark Curry came through. You know, I guess he was performing that night. Mark Curry came through with a floor-length white mink on some Magic Johnson type <laughs> shit, like some real Oakland pimp shit. Mm. And he came through. To, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that. it just looked official. Like, he looked <laughs> official. But I remember being in the dead last row in the back of the Def Comedy Jam taping, and Kid Capri is getting busy. He's um he cutting up the Tribe Core Quest. Oh my God! And when that first comes on, it's like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Mm-hmm. that nigga was cutting that shit up so back and forth. It was like it just was like whoosh, 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 whoosh. like they was just killing that shit. The whole crowd was bananas. I don't know if we was tipsy because we might have been. We was high school. We might have had a little something. I don't know. But all I know was that shit was a movie. You know what I mean? And so like this. There's big moments for both of them. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick, I'm going to go with the OG Red Alert just off of, you know, mm-hmm. off of history alone. They obviously both in the rafters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's cool, though. That's one of those, yeah. you know, and it's, it's interesting and, because it's different angles. And, uh, I mean, Red Alert got busy this weekend on fucking BLS. He was rocking. Oh, wow. He was rocking. And his mixes was on point. You know what I'm saying? Oh now, man, he I wish now, I knew. He on that sounded like when he talked, sound like he ain't got his teeth in. But right. his musical IQ is on point right now. Like his yeah. his shit was moving. Like oh, like he ain't doing it. Like look at me, I'm the DJ. He doing that shit. I'm he playing the shit that's that that's gonna get it moving. And um, right. So yeah, I, I fucks with Red on that. Um, I I didn't grow up with Kid Capri. I didn't you know wasn't introduced to Kid Capri until Def Comedy Jam. Right. So I, I didn't um I don't know much of his his origin story and and you know, but you know I know he was yeah. an important figure in the shit. Um, yeah. So you know he was he was a big dude on the mixtape scene. He was like one of the first to really. Like popularize the blends, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the whole Stephanie Mills something in the way you make me feel blend with the, with the um damn what beat is that? Oh man, it's like a it's a, it's a legendary classic. But he used to put out classic mixtapes that was going for like twenty dollars a mm-hmm. tape. Like he was the guy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then um, you know like he just yeah he just and obviously you know. Say what you want to say. I know he 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 scrambled through records, but that, like he'll go he'll pay six seconds of a record. Mm-hmm. But it's something to see. At least the first time. I remember another time I was in college. We were at um, 
It was at, you know, in college, everything is a fashion show slash something, something, something. Mm -hmm. So it might have been a fashion show slash step show slash comedy show. Right. <laughs> and I think Jamie Foxx might have been on the comedy show, but there was a fashion show or the step show. And, you know, there was a DJ mm -hmm. and the DJ, you know, get in the crowd. And this is freshman year. This is when college students are at their worst. You know what I mean? <laughs> like to this day, that's why I always, I'm always weird when I play to college. Cause I feel like I got karma to pay, but uh, they, you know, they just, they just rowdy. They can't wait to show their ass to boo somebody, whatever. So this DJ was, he was DJing and he was stinking the joint up. It was terrible. And he probably wasn't even all the way stinking it up. He just wasn't kick Capri. And everybody knew mm -hmm. kick Capri was supposed to be the DJ. And, you know, he playing what he needs to be playing, but he's a he's a record player. He just played what he thinks going to work. Mm -hmm. I just remember Kid Capri came through and it was like shit was it was it was so performative. He came through like at like a bat out of hell. Like he came through. He might have had a hoodie on. He came through with like a little like a little black flight bomber jacket with a hoodie on. And he just went straight to the he might have had his man set up the crates before. So you didn't really see you didn't see him. He just appeared. You just seen him come down the aisle or you seen somebody come down the aisle. You couldn't see because he had a hoodie on black mm -hmm. jacket. He stepped to the DJ. Basically. Snatched the headphones off the DJ's head like, fam, let me get those. <laughs> Turns around, pulls down the hoodie. He was like, yo, what's the one and only DJ kicking with him, the youngest to You know, all of that shit. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm giving him the Ron G shit. That's youngest to charge. But he's like, it's the one and only. Da -da -da -da. He go through his whole kick Capri shit. He's like, yo, this is what we have to do. Da -da 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 -da. Talk that shit. And then this nigga played about 15 records in three minutes. <laughs> But it was it was at the points that you needed it to be. It was just a frenzy. And I, I seen my man, the other DJ, like just kind of slink off, dejected. <laughs> and it was sad to see. Mm -hmm. But nobody gave not a fuck about him. Cause this kicker Bree had that shit rocking. Right. And I just I just remember, you know, like he's he's a he's a phenomenon. I, but um I've seen that in yeah. reverse. Uh, okay. First time I actually seen Kid Capri play was in mm -hmm. was in Florida. Um, right. uh, Pat Nix brought him out, and DJ Demp was opening up, and Demp was killing. He was killing that shit because you know he know Demp know all the Florida records to play. You know what I'm saying? And so right. he out there playing all the Florida records. He killing that shit, and so. Kid Capri came on, was about to come on, was kind of, he was already upset because Dent was killing. And he's like, yo, mm -hmm. you ain't supposed to play all the hits. He was like, nigga, I didn't play one hit. I'm playing all Florida records. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he's like, mm -hmm. nah, you ain't supposed to play the hits, man. You know what I'm saying? You, supposed to, you know what I'm saying? Just warm shit up. So, you know what I'm saying? But he, I think that threw him off and he couldn't, he couldn't never get it together. You know what I'm saying? So, he was. It was a, probably an off night for him, and then, and then the next time I seen him play, we had him for um, a Super Bowl party, and this was the Super Bowl when that Fifty Cent in the Club record had just dropped. So that was the the twelve o'clock record that was gonna bring the whole shit down, and right. Kid Capri did that same shit you talking about. Fifteen records and about. Three minutes, 
brought that shit all the way up and then dropped that in the club and then ran that shit back about five, ten times. He killed that shit that night. You know what I'm saying? He did that yeah. shit. Like he that was I actually got to see that routine what you talk about work in that space. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't think he ever got to that routine in the one where Dent played because he was already throwed off. Yeah. Yeah. He caught a bad one that time. Yeah, nah, it's 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 interesting. It's something to see. It is definitely mm-hmm. something to see for sure. But um Yeah, man. Uh what else is going on? Did you see uh that damn Michael Che? Yeah, um, I actually started it. I think I'm not sure okay. how many episodes it is. I think I got through like three of them. Okay. Yeah. What you think about it? What you think? <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> I thought the shit was funny, man. I enjoyed it. I thought it was like, I mean, I might be biased. I know the cat. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Um, I actually read a couple of the sketches prior beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. it was some there I, there was some real you know and I obviously it's a bunch of stand ups all throughout the whole thing. And it was good to see them on TV. The the entire writing staff is all stand up, so that mm-hmm. was dope. Um, there was some sketches I liked a lot more than others. Like I I thought the little I liked the little the play on uh, the cop sketch where mm-hmm. uh, the son is the mother finds out that the son is um trying to be a cop, but mm. it looked like he he selling drugs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He got the the gun in the in the shoebox under the bed. <laughs> like I just thought that that turn was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I liked that they had um Ellen Clayhorn for that. You know what I mean? I like the casting on certain things. Greer Barnes as the father was real funny. I like there's at least twice that he does it. It's just a small little thing, but like uh as the father, like when he's leaving the room he looked back like he's about to say something mm-hmm. and then he just leaves the room. Mm-hmm. But it's just that, like that moment. He does it at least twice on it. So it becomes like a little callback thing. I thought that shit was funny. Um, one scene that I thought was really fun, that really resonated with me. I just really, I fucked with it was, I don't know if you had this, um, this episode was one he's trying to get into the club and he's with um, his homies who's played by Derek Gaines and Reggie Conquest. And they in the car, and he turned to us. He turned to them. He's like, "Yo, yo, can I ask y'all a question? You know, and uh, you know, when anybody ever prefers the question with, can I ask y'all a question? It's a vulnerable moment, right? <laughs> so, you know, because they talking about, you know, his celebrity. Can he get into the club without, you know, without waiting online or whatever? Mm-hmm. But uh, and they talk about all of these comedians and all of that. So he he said, "Yo, can I ask y'all a question?" He's like, "Yo, what's up?" He's like, "Yo, um." Yo, y'all think I'm corny? <laughs> I just, I thought that was the funniest, most vulnerable moment, man. Cause that is a moment. Like, right. you know, you got your people, like in pursuit of greatness, you know, like you on your path, you want to be great. You know what I mean? You hear about all these other people that have done it or doing it or whatever. And um, obviously, you never look outside yourself for validation, but if these are your people, you want to hope that your people fuck with what you're doing. You know right. what I'm saying? Is that moment if you any type of creative, if you're a comedian, if you're a rapper, you know this is a this is a a make or break question because this could really alter or end a friendship. Mm-hmm. But it was just 
such a vulnerable moment. It's always that's one of those that's one of those uh definitely deep black questions. Am I corny? You know what I'm right. saying? Like I just I just thought that shit was super funny. And overall, man, I was I thought I enjoyed it. I I I really enjoyed it. What you think? Well, I <laughs> I had to look at it. I'm looking, I'm watching it, right? And and I, I catch because it's like a duality to the show. It's you got the black comedy, you know what I'm saying? That uh, mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. black situations and black scenarios, but at the same time, it feels like those situations and scenarios are being explained to white people at the same time as as you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. as you're trying to enjoy it. You know what I mean? So right. So it's like I feel the white gaze all over it. You know what I mean? And it, it uh, and it, and it, so it, it makes me, I've, I'm questioning it the whole time because it's like, is it, are they doing this for, for them? Are they doing this to, and I mean, where, where we at with this? You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I was going through. I couldn't fully just relax and enjoy the shit because I'm feeling like, damn, are they, are they pitching our, you know what I'm saying? Our, um, traumas to the, to the people for understanding? Like, what are we doing? You know, so mm. so, but I enjoy, I chuckled and laughed at a lot of that shit. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say it was it wasn't it was good, but I just mm. felt like the angle of it is like, you know, for them, like for them to understand what we are, who we are, and maybe that's something that's needed. Is just maybe I don't need it, but I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna finish watching the whole shit. Now, I hear you. That's interesting too. And I, you know, um, to that point, and we've talked about this before, but um speaking of the white gaze, right? Uh, and I haven't watched it yet, but Barry Jenkins just put up a, um like a video mm-hmm. or a piece, a movie that's like a, it looks like it's an hour long. It's called The Gaze. Mm-hmm. He said, In my years of doing interviews and round tables and QA's for the various films we've made. There's one question that recurs. No matter the length of the piece or the tone of the room, eventually, inevitably, I am asked about the white gaze. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until a very particular interview regards the Underground Railroad, which is coming out Friday, that the blind spot inherent in that questioning became clear to me. Never in all my years of working or questioning had I been set upon about the black gaze or the gaze distilled and blah, and it goes on and on and on. But um, I'm curious to see what his take is on that because that is, that is a thing. That is a thing. And it's like, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I would like, I'm curious to see what you think after you watch all of them. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could definitely see both. I could see both sides of that. I think um, some of, so many things are very pointed that, um, I don't know. It's weird because I guess I I could see both. I could see it. I could see because it's this thing about, unfortunately, I like when shit is uncompromisingly black. Mm-hmm. I do. I like when it's like, oh, they ain't, they probably ain't going to even understand what that was about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like but. they, ooh, that, that, that went over their head. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, um, 
I don't know. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. I would have to rewatch it and and, and kind of look at it again. Yeah, man, I, I remember you bringing that up with the um the Malcolm and Marie thing too, which, you know, upon revisiting that, I could see a lot of that too. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, uh, yeah. Sometimes I just I get caught up in the the actual. I guess the execution of it all. And again, like I said, I'm, I'm biased because I know right. a lot of these. I like everybody that's involved and shit like that. But um, and, and that's that's, a, I mean, it's a valid point. That was yeah. just my experience. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no. Um, I had no no gauge for what it was. You know what I mean? Right. I just, right, just right. Saw, saw it and then um, pulled it up and watched it. You know what I'm saying? And I haven't watched right. Saturday Night Live since shit. <laughs> Since Eddie Murphy was on that bitch, but <laughs> I've seen clips, you know what I'm saying, here and there right, as they right. come up. But I, you know, I've definitely seen Michael Shea on the on the news thing that he done that he does. I've actually used clips of that in in uh, on Central Ave. So I definitely have right. I have I know some of the work, but I don't know it intimately. So I didn't right. know what to expect from the show. But as I'm watching right. it, that's you know I watched the first episode and that's how I felt. Then as the second one came in, and it was talking about um, basically how black people always like you know the Illuminati shit where you gotta sacrifice somebody. Yeah. Like it right. felt like at this point you you're explaining these black things as opposed to just uh, doing them. You know what I mean? You kind of like yeah. you you breaking them down. Like see, this is where this comes from, and this is why we. And which mm-hmm. I don't have no problems with that either because that's needed as well. It's just as a viewer to the pure enjoyment was kind of taken out of it when it's like, okay, we, we, we're doing an educational piece for, right. for, for them to understand. Yeah. There's a term for that. And I, I can't, I don't know that I can't think of it right this moment, but like where you kind of like basically set the table for them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like when you, you know, it's like you kind of splitting the difference. It it becomes noticeable that you're not just talking directly to us. You're talking to the greater community or whatever. Right. I felt like that when I watched um, Two Distant Strangers. Did you see that? Two Distant Strangers. Which one was that? Which one it's was that? The, uh, it's the short that came out. It actually won oh, yeah, an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Shout I didn't, out to oh, Trayvon no, 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 Free. The short. That's uh, Van Lathan was executive producer on that. Yeah. I haven't yep. seen it yeah, yet, he was, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they won the Oscar. Like, they won the Oscar, so salute to them. You know what I mean? Um, you know, good people and all of that. It just felt like it was something more for white people. Like, you know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? And, not, and no, no shots. Like, I don't want it to be like that. It's unfortunate. But it it's something that we already know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it be, but it was one of those things. That and, and just a small thing, what kind of killed me was... It was obviously filmed in L.A., mm-hmm. but they was using, new, like, NYPD cop cars, and it don't look like New York at all. And that was kind of <laughs> taking me out of it. But other than that, man, I'm I'm happy the cast is getting it off. Uh, what To that point, I'm curious, um, you know, because I'm all about, you know, I, I like celebrating black shit and, and black media and black infrastructure and things of that nature, right? What would you say, and this is off the top, this is just, you know, and it might not even really be an answer to this. What would you say the black equivalent of the New York Times is? The black equivalent of the New York Times? In the way that 
you know, there's a lot of people that feel like, you know, when the times write about you, you out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or when, you know, there's, Shit. you know, it's like the launch pad, like it's legit now. Shit, so the, at this point, the Breakfast Club got the- <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, what else? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. You got to you, you become a trending topic, nigga. <laughs> right, uh, right. I mean, I institute. I mean. I don't know if we have an institution right now that has that. I think with the advent of of Twitter and the decentralization right. of information um, uh-huh. and the way that black people are moving with this information, you have these, you have certain people that are able to make that move for them. And I think that has become more important than any one place for information now right. you know what i'm saying in certain in certain worlds you make the shade room shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh-huh. you out of here yeah, but you know what i mean um i don't know it's on a official like it's still like if you make new york times if you if you make the f- fortune of forbes the forbes mm-hmm. list you know what i'm saying it's still these institutions that you know what i'm saying aren't really I, I think I think it's kind of decentralized right now, like like before it was like you making an ebony or a jet boy shit. You have arrived as a black person, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not sure what what it is right now. As far as I, I don't, I can't recall it off the top of head. I probably have to go look at some stuff. If Oprah talk about you, shit, you made it. Um, right, you make it on, you know. Some of these TV shows, like I say, you get on the Breakfast Club shit. Like mm-hmm. you, you made it in 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 music world. You shit in hip hop in in that era in that world. You made it. They have be taking over the spot of where some of these deeper publications used to hold that rank. Right. You know, right. a lot of the information is yeah. quicker and and more to the second than. All right, we gonna do this feature on you. We gonna roll that shit out. It's gonna come out in two months, nigga. Three months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. that shit ain't like that no more. Like, so what would you say? I would say the Breakfast Club. I mean, just off top, mm-hmm. I would say, and I wouldn't. I don't know. And obviously, I don't, it's not one for one. I was right. just thinking of the New York Times in the way of of media and things like that, but. Because I look at the Breakfast Club as like, you know, the this era's Arsenio, this era's right. Carson. If we want to go broad, you know right. what I mean? Like you, you're bona fide when you're there. Like it, right. it, it, you know, it's going to reach the people. Right. Right. So there's that. And it's like that's that's one of those big uh, interviews. But what I also just similarly, I don't know if I would I don't read it a lot, but. And I'm trying to find the, uh, I can't, I was trying to find the actual headline, but just on some old flowers type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here we go. Some flowers type shit. I saw that, um, you know, there's been this whole thing about Dr. Umar and Kevin Samuels beefing, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, obviously they both hold uh, pretty singular spaces 
in the zeitgeist at the moment. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, so it seems as though Dr. Umar kind of like indirectly uh, called out Kevin Samuels for, you know, basically kind of talking down on black women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or making black women feel less than. And then Kevin Samuels is kind of, you know, answered back, or maybe not answered back, but it said along the way, kind of taking shots. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's been this, like, black Twitter, for the most part, has been trying to create this this, uh, fanfic versus of the two, right? Mm -hmm. So it's been going on, like, a little bit on social media. Like, this was, like, a last week thing. But uh, one of the things that I saw was the griot, and I'm not sure who runs the griot, because I saw somebody saying, ain't the griot run by white folk? No, but I saw. Um, I think what's okay. on the grill now, Brian Byron Allen. Oh, all right. Well, shout out to Byron Allen on the grill and the Weather Channel. Yeah. But um, so anyway, so the grill put out a um. They did a uh, a headline where basically they were kind of they were kind of you know they were talking about. It. I'm trying to find it as I'm talking to you. But basically, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it, but basically they put out a headline where they were talking about, you know, this impending matchup of the two, mm-hmm. right? And the way that they did it was very much a bossup type headline. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bossup has kind of carved out a niche in the game for their wild ass headlines with a lot of alliteration and you know what I mean? Like just some old crazy shit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I saw that Griot put it out and a lot of people was calling them on that. Like, yo, what's going on? Like I even see people calling people over at Boston. Yo, what's popping? Y'all need to go ahead and you know what I mean? Shout out to my man Rondell. He was like, yo, y'all need to go ahead and protect your corners. (laughs) So then, um, (laughs) so, uh, so then Bossup went ahead and tweeted, you know, they were like, nice try. We got it, though. And they said, ashy oncologist, spell onk, A-N-K-H, you know, mm-hmm. the onk. Mm-hmm. Ashy oncologist, Dr. Umar Johnson, and chauvinist charlatan Kevin Samuels battle for, broad brand, for broadband supremacy in <laughs> Sham Lee's pretenders indignity war. You know, and it was just, and and I, and you know, and you read the, the story, the story was funny too, but it was just one of those moments where it was like, it reminded you like, oh no, nah, there's a thriving black media out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Getting their shit off and like, you know, in a way that's very pointed and, and, and singular. You right. know what I'm saying? So like that kind of, so I would, I would, I would count them in it. You know, there's. You know, very smart brothers. I'm not sure if they're still around. I think they are, but they got a thing. Like, to your point, there's a lot of, like, obviously they're not on the super-duper infrastructure level of the New York Times, but there are voices, and they're not always attached to a a platform. They might just be a voice. Right, a voice. That's just funny as shit. Yeah, so. And then a lot of it is not as objective as, you know what I'm saying, as you would like your journalism to be. But right, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? We got to go with the voices that we have and and you know, again, craft out your own little spaces for for the size that you're you wanna see both sides. You wanna be able to see it in a way that's not just 
linked all the way one way, you know, sometimes. So, right. I mean, we got a lot, of, a long way to go. I think Blavity is is trying to, you know, work their way into the space like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in some respects, mm-hmm. they have. Um, you know, you, you got Baller Alert who holds down their certain corners in in that space. Um, right. Shit on a on a low level when you start getting down to the very um lower levels of not lower levels of celebrity when you get more into the micro celebrity type of space like mm-hmm. even local celebrity type of space you got mm-hmm. a, the thriving lipstick alleys is still out here you know what i'm saying serving up information from the ghetto streets so <laughs> <laughs> the ghetto streets you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. they'll have info on a motherfucker that's just uh, got a hair salon and, and you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. in in a right. in a in a odd town you know what i mean because the, they have, <laughs> people want to know, and <laughs> it just be interesting. Like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? That's a <laughs> that's a hell of a beat. The hair salon in the odd town. You know what I'm saying? You know, in, in Kansas City. You know what I mean? Such right. such with the the sell the hair weave and date this uh, drug dealer here and blah blah blah. And he bought her a G wagon for her birthday. And shit. He was like, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knew? You know, right, right. Now you know. Now yeah. you informed. So they hold yeah. down like to like. It's sometimes you'll Google somebody who's not that famous, mm-hmm. and they shit will pop up first. You be like, damn, okay, lipstick alley right. with the info. You know, mm-hmm. like even yeah. when even when um, Lori Harvey started to pop, right? It's mm-hmm. not a. It's just not a whole lot of information out there on her. You know what I'm saying? It's not a whole lot of interviews. It's not a whole lot of big press on her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, what you get is information from these types of platforms where it's just chatter. You know, and you got to sort through it and kind of filter. You know what's real and what's not. But it's information when you're trying to piece a story together, um, and that's important too. But you know. Yeah. Um, I literally just heard Lori Harvey speak for the first time this past week exactly. in a video. I was like, wow. I was like, I've, I don't believe I've ever heard her speak before. Right. And mm-hmm. you would think, you know what I'm saying, it would be more stuff. Like when we're, we're doing the show, it's like Lori Harvey started to crack and it's like you pulling together this stuff and it's like, it's not a whole lot of stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. She's a recent phenomenon. Right. And I almost respect it. No, I almost no respect. Doubt. Like let the ch- let the chatter let the chatter do the chatter. I'm a chill. That, I'm a fall back. I'm a you know right. Yeah, because she was I just did. out here doing her. Like you know what I'm saying. And right. chatter was doing the chatter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, it cat- catapulted her to a space. Mm-hmm. So, so that's yeah. the underground media. I guess we right. we still got we still you know what I'm saying in a. We still have to, a ways to go for like an established, you know. I guess you got rolling out that's out there, right? Right. Um, Shout out to them, you know. But like yeah. a, an authoritative voice in media, we don't really have a strong one that's objective and that I, right. I can recall off the top of the dome. Now I probably turn off the mic and be like, ah. Damn, I forgot about right. it. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's gonna And suck. you know, shout out to Essence and, you know, places like that. A revolt is trying to do a few things. BET is trying to, you know, but like something that's been 
just uh like you know the brands have been around and there's been times where you know but like just a full-on stalwart i guess is the word like where it's just been you know it's just uh it's just there it's just the institution consistently there mm-hmm. when you go there it is what it is it's it is what it's gonna be but um yeah because yeah the white gaze is is tiring it's tiring. We should. I, it's corny to like look outside for the validation, but at the same time, it's sad because sometimes it's like the people don't take you seriously until you validated by you know what I mean the white folk, which is which is you know mm-hmm. it's like it's catch twenty two sometimes. I guess that's in in, in 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 entertainment business or you know pop. Or it's culture. even. I mean, yeah. It's like it's like it's like kind of like even if we take it out of entertainment, it's just kind of like. It's like how they say, and I guess this might be entertaining. I'm not even entertaining, but it's like when you leave your hood and people will receive you better outside of your hood till now when you come back. They're like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like wherever mm-hmm. you came from, you went to somewhere, a bigger market or whatever, whatever. Sometimes it's like, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a uh, you know, in short, yeah. you, it's always about internal validation anyway. Right. But- and just do the work. Because when it gets covered, it gets covered. Right. Whatever it gets covered. And the happiest people that I know, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They do that shit in whatever bubble they in, and they stick with mm-hmm. it, and they happy to be where they at. You know what I'm saying? They may, you know what I'm saying? They may have aspirations to grow other places, but they not changing and compromising to do that. They could stay right where they at doing the shit what they do and make their living how they make it. And, mm-hmm. like, that's some of the happiest people I know. They not they not trying, they not looking for, you know what I'm saying, you to validate them in no other kind of way except for we here, it's Friday, we frying fish, you know what I'm saying? We you know what I'm saying, we got a birthday cake on the table. Everybody's here that's supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? And then you ain't here, then it don't matter, you know? Right. And those like to be able to be good in your space, wherever it is and however it is. Is a major thing, you know what I'm saying? It's like you know, you it ain't that everything's all good, but you good where you at? Doing it how you do it, like that's what Uncle Jerome was before he started fucking with Franklin. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. He was happy in Content. his own world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was the man enjoying it? Enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? Had his old lady, you know what I'm saying? They get into some ghetto shenanigans. His homeboys come by, play the music, fire up the grill, lift some weights. Psh, what? It's all good. Yeah. And you could do that. You know what I mean? You could be good. And it's like we get it twisted and we we dream so big that we can't be happy in the places where we at before we get to the dream. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, know, I had a conversation once and it was just like, you know, dog, really? All nigga really want, that all nigga really need out this shit is nice house. You know what I'm saying? That ain't got to be big, but it's nice. You know what I mean? You got a little yard, got your grill. You know what I'm saying? Got a $100,000 vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Got enough to buy you a watch on your birthday, take a few trips. That's good life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that that don't take a whole lot. You know what I mean? It don't take millions to get that. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. That you know, right. that's two hundred grand, two hundred fifty grand a year. You you could be doing all of that. A few trips, nice Rolex, every birthday, a nice car. You good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And but we let the dream make us not be good. Cause damn, I ain't got five. I ain't got my girl fifty Birkins yet, and shit, man. Ah, then you can't even be happy with the with the with your little house you got in in the grill and your nice yard and your and your one Mercedes Benz drop. You can't even be happy with it, cause you like, damn, that nigga pulled up on me in the rolls, man. You know. We got yeah. our dreams have exceeded our motherfucking life station. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what'll really blow your mind is there's somebody that's doing it for even half that. Somebody with a $40,000 yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And having the from Macy's. Enjoying life. Because exactly. it's just enjoy the life. Exactly. You know? And yeah, you get, you get so caught up. I think it's very easy to get caught up in the pursuit. And you realize, you know... The blessing is in the in the life, in the work, in all right. of that. Like they, you know, they say that you know, there's your the, your birthday and your your death date, and your mm. life is the dash in between. Right. So and relish in that shit. Be present. And, you know. And funny man, funny thing is, is like my next. That's where I'm at with it. Like my next uh, ventures and and thought process and projects fall within that space of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good, right? I'm good where I'm at. You know what I mean? I'm good doing what right. I'm doing, how I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? And right. that's that's the basis of it. Like, you know, like my early basis was like 21st century hustle was about like, nigga, you got to go, ah, get to the, get to it. Nigga, there's some next shit happening that you ain't up on. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could just stay doing that shit over and over and over and then you end up Still no motherfucking way And ain't made no experiences Ain't spent no time with nobody important Just was moving around Doing shit You know what I'm saying So my my next phase Going into where I'm headed Is all about being You know what I'm saying Good in the shit Wherever you at with it You gotta be good And do that shit from where you at And and let all that other shit Come how it come you know what I'm saying? But be good because that's that's the that's the the beauty in the life is right there in the life at the present moment. The beauty is in in the present. No matter if the shit is going good, if it's going bad, you gotta find the beauty in whatever wherever you at. Like if you had a fucked up day, shit, you might be able to take 15 minutes to just enjoy the motherfucking sunset, man. And refresh, eat you some dinner, go your ass to sleep. Knowing that shit, I right, I made it through the day. Hopefully, I'll wake up tomorrow. And this shit was good because I had the opportunity to motherfucking play the game. And then tomorrow, I'm going to play it again. Yeah. Enjoy your red velvet and sip that margarita. You know what I'm saying? You good. You know what I mean? Word um, Shit, man, we about to transform it. I'm been. This is about week three. I still, at some point, want to get into uh, Godfather of Harlem. Are you watching? Yeah, I'm caught are up. You, I'm caught up. There? I'm caught up. You caught up? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, I guess we'll get into that next week. We already kind of deep into it. Yeah. Um, I think anything else I want to say before we get out of here? I think. 
I think that's it. Unless you got something, you got. You know what I mean? You wanna? I just said. I just said what I need to say. Be you good. said you. Be you already good. said the benediction. Yeah. All right, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely felt like it. I think we good. I think we could close our Bibles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. You know how they they hit you with the vamp out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as always, you know it's great talking to y'all. And as always, tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy. To get in the conversation We out